0: Uh, how many of you know the the three or four gentlemen that are sitting there all the time uh, every morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I I walk in there, and and they looked at me, and they said, first they asked me how my deer season was going. (laughs) And then they said, storm's coming. (laughs) And he said, yep. And that's about how long the conversation, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) And we talked about, you know, people panicking and getting ready for the storm and whatnot. And, you know, the, the weathermen, they don't seem to know, like, if it's going to be three inches or 30, uh, depending on the temperature and the timing and all that stuff. and uh, It reminded me of a few years ago, this video came out of a guy absolutely panicking. It went viral. And uh, it's down in Boston somewhere, and he's going, Gotta get the milk. Gotta get the bread. They're all out of toilet paper and uh, you know, he's going through the grocery stores trying to find things and, and uh, he knows that, that the storm is coming but he doesn't know when but he's got to get ready <laughs> and um, it reminds me a little bit of this, this idea of Advent you know, we know that we've got to get ready for something the scriptures lay it all out for us today uh, we have, Jesus is coming back and we've got to be ready You know, we are just implored in the scriptures to not be asleep, but to be awake, to know that Jesus is coming back, and we need to be ready personally, and we need to be ready as a church for his return. We want to be found engaged in what God has asked us to do when Christ returns, not just forgetting about it because we're so busy in our daily life and work and in our rhythm of doing things that we um, lose sight of the fact that. Our kingdom is not here. Our residency is in heaven with Jesus. So it's interesting times that we live in. You know, we've got um, a rough political climate, right? The moral compass seems to not be able to point any which way. It's all over the place. Uh, There are people with itching ears setting up um, preachers and pastors for themselves that are going to tell them what they want to hear, that don't challenge them. To leave behind their sin and repent and return to the gospel. They want to hear that everything's okay, I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay, and uh, we're really not okay unless we have Jesus Christ at the core and center of our lives. So where is true north? Where is the anchor? Where is the truth in all of this? What is the baseline? Even Pontius Pilate asked it. He said famously, and you know it, what is truth? Right? Right? When the Son of Man comes, that's Jesus, will he find faith in our hearts? So the scriptures today are all pointing towards Advent. Advent meaning coming, Jesus coming. You know, we we hear about God's law in our hearts. We hear about Jesus coming again in the gospel. Will we be ready? Will the Church, the Bride of Christ, have done everything to stand or did the church blow with various winds of doctrine and sort of relativistic morality? More importantly, will Jesus find in our hearts a heart that is open to receive him, a heart that recognizes that I need a savior? How are we preparing ourselves? How are we keeping our bearings in the storm? Have we, have we purchased our proverbial milk, bread, and toilet paper? <laughs> Whether we feel adrift because of the world, or morality, or financial woe, or we're afraid, we have anxiety about what's happening, or whether we are even uncertain due to loss and grief in our life, Scripture holds the key. God's Word is the baseline. It is the anchor, it is the foundation upon which all things necessary for life and godliness are found. Jesus Christ is the anchor. Do you know it? Here in the body of Christ, it's up to us during these times to encourage one another, to be able to see when someone is struggling, especially at the holiday times. It's a tough time for people for various reasons. We want to be able to look around us and see people in our church family and people in the community around us that need to be encouraged. Maybe people don't even even know who Jesus is. They haven't heard the gospel, or maybe they had you know a really super dry church experience when they were younger and they walked away from it, not ever realizing that it's not about going through the motions. It's about having the relationship with God that is really where the truth and the life and the vibrancy is at. It's what we were created for. It's your joy and your opportunity and your responsibility to be able to share that With the people around you. Because Jesus is coming back. That is part of being ready. We want to be sure that we have shared with people. In word and in deed. The hope that we have found in Christ. Because if we have truly found that hope. In our own lives. It's going to be so powerful for us. We won't be able to help. But share it. It's going to be spilling out of us. It's my prayer that if that has gotten sleepy for you. That God will reawaken that in you. This Advent. That you'll have a sense of joy and a sense of preparation, a sense of urgency to go out and to share, not out of fear, but out of love, out of the wonderful power of God at work in you. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the, the mystery of the incarnation. Incarnation, God in the meat, quite literally, God in the flesh. What does that mean? How do we understand that from Scripture? And and how are we called to be engaged in incarnational ministry as the body of Christ? You know, if we want to see God, we have to look at Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, we read in Scripture. And we need to consider the purpose for Jesus coming among us. We were lost, wandering in darkness, and we needed the light of salvation to dawn upon us. This is not some other prophet in the line of prophets to Israel. This is not some moral teacher. This is not some good person that did fun things and got killed by his enemies, right? This is the one true God coming in the flesh, living the same human experience that we live. The joys, the pain, the temptation, the challenges, yet with a significant difference. He was sinless. He never broke the law. He never broke God's rules. He was able to live that life perfectly sinless. He didn't fall in any way. What does that mean for us? That means that he is the only all-sufficient, perfect Savior. The only sacrifice for our sin that could take away our sin, and the sin of the whole world. The incarnation is a breaking in of heaven upon us. It's an interruption of our daily life and our daily rhythm that demands a response. The weeks can click by pretty quickly, can't they? Right? Like tomorrow, y'all are probably going to do a similar thing to what you did last Monday and maybe the Monday before. We have a certain rhythm to life, and we're in our minds. We might be heading for, for something in particular. Maybe it's Christmas or Christmas Eve. I don't know, you know where you're headed in your mind in this in this particular season. But we all have this normal normal rhythm of life. We do things regularly, but sometimes something happens and that whole process is interrupted. And in the case of Jesus, it's a good interruption. We can't help but address what is before us when God breaks in to our daily life and our daily pattern of living. This is what happened with Jesus' birth, and it has the same effect on us today if we will allow it. You've probably heard the Christmas story many times before. Um, You know, growing up, maybe you heard it a little bit or some version of it in the media. Maybe you see it on a Christmas card. Maybe you're reflecting on all your church experiences throughout your life and the times you walked through Advent and Christmas but will you allow it to confront your heart and enfold you in his life and his love and his power once again? Will you allow this interruption of God breaking in? How do we look at the baby in the manger and realize that he was born to die and rise again? We like to focus on the, the image of, you know, sweet baby Jesus. Hopefully not getting his head clonked off the manger like he did down here during the rehearsal. (laughs) That's why we didn't have a live baby this year. (laughs) But he came, not just to live his life, but to die for us. To rise again. He's ascended. He's sitting at God's right hand now, interceding for us. He sent the Holy Spirit to lead us in truth, to be transformed and to live the life that God has called us to live. We've got to remember the whole picture at Advent, even as we approach Christmas. Think about those wise men who brought gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What a strange grouping of gifts, right? Gold, God and king. We bring gold to kings. We are acknowledging Jesus as God. Frankincense used by priests. The prayers rising on the incense. Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. He is our great high priest. And how about the myrrh? That one gets me every time. (laughs) What must Mary have thought when she was given embalming spices? To a little baby. At this joyful time. He was God and king. He's the priest. The go-between God and man. And he came to die. For our sin. And right at the very beginning we're reminded of that. This is why he came. He changes us. He redeems us. He sanctifies us. To see and through him we know of the unknowable and the unseeable god so here's the invitation how will you ponder the mystery of the incarnation this advent how will this advent be a holy advent in your life and in your family's life how will it be four weeks that are set apart and call you into deeper relationship with christ and into a deeper understanding of the meaning and the impact of jesus coming How will you be interrupted in your day today so that you don't forget? Will you pray together before you go separate ways in the morning? Will you read some scripture each day? Will you read a chapter of Luke each day? Will you be together at the close of the day and thank God for the day and see how he worked in your lives as a family and acknowledge that? Jesus is calling... Don't let this Advent pass by in the busyness of the season and miss the encounter with God that He has prepared for you. All of this stuff is true. All these things that we talk about, that we read in Holy Scripture, that we we hear about Jesus, that seem even larger than life, that we say in the Apostles' Creed every week—it is all true. It has happened. Those of us that know Jesus, bear witness in our hearts, and in our spirits that, yeah, God is real and he is transforming our hearts with Jesus Christ. And if you do not know him yet, it is my prayer that this Advent you would surely come to know him. Jesus came once. He is coming again. Until he returns, we have the Holy Spirit to teach us and to lead us. Is he speaking to you right now? What is he saying? And what are you going to do about it? So please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Advent, for this this holy time of preparation that we don't just jump into Christmas the way that the box stores do, but that we have this time of holy waiting, this season of preparation to ponder the incarnation, the coming of almighty transcendent God in the flesh to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you. But I pray for each one here today that you would meet us exactly where we are and draw us into the next step of relationship with you. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.